perhaps this would be a good idea. Perhaps God could do this for me. Perhaps I can do this for God. How many times have you conceived of some fantastic plan that will solve a problem for you or for somebody else? And you think perhaps God would be for that plan. Uh, if that's you, you're not alone. I do that way too many times and I've been really convicted about that tendency to perhaps come up with some idea as I've been studying Genesis 16 this week as we've been looking at our key verse. If this is your first time joining us, my name is Lisa Pulliam. I'm the founder of More To Be and I'm passionate about studying God's word with you because I believe the best way to have a fresh encounter with God is through the study of his word so that he will change our thinking and change our living and make us more like him and enable us to impact this world with kingdom hope. That's what we're all about at More To Be and I'm glad you're joining us. Uh, this year, 2020, we are studying the names and attributes of God using a resource that I put together called Encounter God. It's 52 different uh, scripture memory cards and they're printable. Uh, you could be as detailed as you want. I just printed them on a little piece of paper here and I, when I'm done with today's teaching, will tape it into my Bible. And from that scripture card, I have the name of God, which is Elroy and the God who sees and the key verse that we're looking at is Genesis 16:13. And that um here's the verse. She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her, "You are the God who sees me," for she said, "I have now seen the one who sees me." And so, I don't know if you know the context of this, so we're going to look at that in Genesis 16 because one of the things that we do is we always look at a verse in context to understand the story, the purpose of that message. What does God say about himself? What does God say about us? What does God say about his promises and commands? We're looking for application. And there is so much takeaway in this passage. So uh, I am reading through the Bible in a year using the She Reads Truth Bible and following the plan that is in the back of that. So I had been in uh, Genesis 16, I guess a week or so ago, and I had some pretty significant takeaways already knowing that we were going to be coming up to this God who sees. And so that's why I started with this idea of perhaps, because we not only get to see Hagar, uh, who gave God the name, the God who sees, but we get to see Abraham and Sarah, especially. And at this passage, at this point, she's still called Sarah. It's before God has changed her name. And so verse uh, one in chapter 16 starts, Abraham's wife, Sarah, had not borne any children for him, but she owned an Egyptian slave named Hagar. Sarah, I said to Abraham, since the Lord has prevented me from bearing children, go to my slave. Perhaps through her, I can build a family. And so I, the She Reads Truth Bible translation is CSB, Christian Standard Bible. And this is the first time I've been reading this translation. And I didn't take the time to look it up to see what it would be in other translations, but that word perhaps has just stuck out uh, in my life in the last week. Actually, even this morning before I started um, today's study, I, I found myself uh, as I was putting my makeup on and praying and doing my hair, I'm like, God, I don't want to be a perhaps woman. Like, I don't want to say perhaps we can do this. Perhaps we can do that. I don't want to take life into my own hands. And I, I said, Lord, I, I want you, it to be your will, your way, at your timing for your purposes and keep me from getting in the way of your plans. Keep me from 
sabotaging them and taking them off in a, a wild goose chase, which I have been known to do. And part of that is I know how God has wired me. I am a big idea girl. And I know statistically that's true because I do the Highlands Ability Battery, which is a fantastic assessment. And on the battery, my idea productivity is like 99%. And so what that means is the rate at which I could come up with new ideas out of zero to 100% is at 99%. It means I would be great in sales, which I hate sales, but I could always come up with a new way to look at an obstacle. It means that I could be really great at solving problems because I see alternatives to solutions. It also means that I am like a squirrel when it comes to work. Uh, a, a golden retriever with a squirrel, meaning I'm like concentrating on one thing and then I get an idea and I'm like off and running in the other, other direction. And so my tendency to be a perhaps girl uh, is really a, a significant issue of taking matters into my own hands instead of trusting God with the plans that he has. And so that has become a new like bookmark in my life of like, I, if I start down that road, Lord, just stop me, stop me. May I seek you first. So she had a solution. Perhaps her slave girl could build a family for her. And then Abraham, Abraham agreed to what Sarah said and took Abraham's wife. Abraham took Sarah. I'm sorry. Let me start that again. So Abraham's wife, Sarah took Hagar, her Egyptian slave and gave her to her husband, Abraham as a wife for him. That this happened after Abram lived in the land of Canaan for 10 years. He slept with Hagar and she became pregnant to her. She became pregnant. When she saw that she was pregnant, her mistress became contemptible to her. How many times do we have an idea? We head down that road of that idea. And then we realize that that was a bad idea. And what do we do? Do we take it out on somebody? Do we self-sabotage? Do we become aggressive? What do we do when our bad ideas become uh, obvious to us? Then Sarah said to Abraham, you are responsible for my suffering. So in this case, Sarah decided to blame her husband when it wasn't her husband's fault. Technically, it was her idea. Could he have stopped the idea? Yes, he could have said, uh-uh, I, I ain't doing this. I trust God. So Abraham faltered as well here. I put my slave in your arms, she said, and when she saw that she was pregnant, I became contemptible to her. May the Lord judge between you and me. Abraham replied to Sarah, here, your slave is in your hands. Do whatever you want with her. And then Sarah mistreated her so much that she ran away from her. The angel of the Lord found her, Hagar, by a spring in the wilderness, the spring on the way to shore. He said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? This portion just jumped out at me today. So first off, he saw the whole thing that was going on. God saw everything that was going on. He searched her out. The word says he found her. He went looking for her. He called her by name. He knew her name, Hagar. He knew her role and her responsibility as slave of Sarai. And then he does what God always does is he asks a great coaching question. He said, where have you come from and where are you going? Isn't that interesting? God knew exactly where she came from, exactly where she was going. But instead of telling, he asked an open-ended question. And that is the art of coaching. That is why coaching works. Because we can state the obvious to somebody and they don't get it. But when we ask a question and that person has to answer, 
they begin to take ownership and the relationship begins to build. And so that's what I do in my coaching practice. That's what our more to be coaches do. They ask really good open-ended questions, recognizing that they are not the problem solver, that the solution when you're a client is in your hands. And our biggest goal and desire is that you would have revelation from God about that answer. So God coaches Hagar and she replies, I'm running away from my mistress, Sarah. And then the angel of the Lord said to her, go back to your mistress and submit to her authority. The angel of the Lord said to her, I will greatly multiply your offspring and they will be too many to count. The angel of the Lord then said to her, you have conceived and will have a son. You will name him Ishmael for the Lord has heard your cry of affliction. So God, God found her. He called her by name. He engaged her in a relationship by asking a question. He listened to her response. He gave her instruction. He acknowledged her pain. He listened to her. And then he offered a blessing. And he said, this man will be like a wild donkey and his hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand will be against him and he will settle near all of his relatives. Now, I don't know about you, but if I was Hagar right now and God told me that my son would be like a, a wild donkey and his hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand will be against him, I don't know if I would see that as something positive. I'm pretty sure that my response to that would be like, thanks a lot, God. That sounds like a real wonderful blessing. But that's not her response. Here's what, how she responded. She said, so she named the Lord who spoke to her. You are Elroy. For she said, in this place, have I actually seen the one who sees me? His presence in her life was significant and maybe sufficient. Maybe simply being seen by God was what she needed more than anything else. Being heard by him, pursued by him, provided for by him, redeemed by him was the bigger blessing than the outcome of this child. Like that is mind blowing to me. Because we, me, um, I look at blessings in the things that God's going to give me. And, and I'm going like this, the things that God are, is giving me, uh, whether it's through my children or through my work or through my home or through my own accomplishments, I'm, I'm looking for tangible evidence of God's blessing, right? But what is the, what if the blessing is the relationship between me and God? What if the, re the relationship is defined by knowing each other's names, knowing each other's roles and responsibilities, knowing that the other one hears and sees us? That sounds like a blessing, a gift, right? And so maybe that is why, I, I don't know. You could challenge me on this if you think I'm wrong. I'm, I'm open to that. Um, maybe the fact that her son was going to be a wild donkey paled in comparison to the fact that the God of the universe saw her, heard her, and responded to her by name. And then the, the passage closes which, with, uh, with her going on to say, uh, that is why, or it's not her that said it, it says, that is why the well is called Bir Laroi. It is between Kadesh and Barad. So it's got a proximity, a location, a, a defining moment in time in which this took place. So Hagar gave birth to Abram's son and Abram named his son 
whom Hagar bore Ishmael. Abraham was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to him. It's a crazy story. Maybe it's one that you're, you've been familiar with for years and years and years. Maybe this is the first time that you're reading the story and it's kind of hard to understand in, in light of today's culture and what we know of God and who God to be. But I do think that our takeaways are, are very clearly that God wants a relationship with us. He, he sees us. He knows us. He pursues us. And he did that for Hagar. He, he will do that for us. And maybe the outcome of that relationship might not look like what we had dreamed or planned or envisioned. But maybe that's because the relationship is greater than what we could have imagined. So rather than living in the perhaps in terms of a solution, what does it look like to live in that fresh encounter with God on a daily basis and say, show me your presence, Lord, show me you that I may see you as you see me and we would be in this together, Lord. So I hope you will continue to study the word together. Uh, don't forget to use, well, this is what I do. So on the back of these uh, scripture cards, I write out my prayer uh, based on what this passage has to say to me about who God is and, and what I think he wants me to have as my keeper for the week as we continue in the study together. You can find that at moretobe.com. I look forward to continuing on this journey of having a fresh encounter with God and his word so that we may think biblically and live transformed and impact this world of kingdom hope. See you guys next time.